victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes. We do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so with a spoiler alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, just turn us off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have all already seen the classic movies, so there's always going to be spoilers Uh, when we discuss anything that has been out for at least a year. The other thing that we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and uh, horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. And joining us tonight is a special guest, Austin Wood from uh, Horror Night Podcast. Austin, what's going on with your uh, podcast these days, man? It's been great. I mean, I just um, currently we're on, on high ages right now to see what this hurricane is going to do if it hits my studio or not. But anyhow, moving on, uh, we got some big guests on the show currently. Uh, we had um, Dee Wallace's kid on the show. Um, she was great. Um, we're going to have trying to get the guy from a thousand um, house corpses on the show. He'll be cool. on the show very soon. Cool. Now, nice. if if the listeners follow or join out my podcast group called Holy Night Podcast, you will know every week who is going to be on the show, and we also post our episodes in the group, so you interact with the show to see what's going on with Holy Night. Alright, I know you're on uh, YouTube, and we'll, we're going to post the link on the show notes and everything on Podbean and iTunes, but um, where do people go to, to listen to your uh, podcast? Um... You can see us on YouTube on Holy Night, or you can look us up on our Facebook group on Holy Night Podcast. We also post the video uh, shows in our group also. So you have to go to YouTube. If you can't find it, you can go straight to Facebook and watch it there too. Cool. Well, the, the I'll tell you what, man. We start our show. We got a tradition where we talk about our cool of the week, and that's like you know the coolest thing that you've watched this week, or it could be something you listen to if you listen to some you know good music or sports event. I know you're into sports, but um, other than the the movies we're talking about, uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen this week, Austin? Well, probably one of my favorite horror movies. I I just bought it not too long ago. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Doing it, and it's called Maggie. Now, Maggie is based on the story 
uh, like Ornishwing and his daughter, which I cannot remember the actress's name that plays his kid, but it's about this, she got bit, she gets infected, and then it goes downhill from there. But it's a oh, great right. movie. Yeah, I remember seeing that one. It was pretty good. I haven't seen that movie uh, yet. I think my, my cool of the week? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna just asking Brian if oh, yeah. you, if you'd seen Maggie, man. No, <clears throat> I haven't seen it yet. I'm familiar with bad. it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I checked it out. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I'd say. Um, and that's, I, I, and that's probably like the first horror movie I've seen that Arnold Schwarzenegger done really great in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said horror or Schwarzenegger, and I was racking my brain trying to think of where you were going with it. <laughs> but no, that was a good one. <laughs> um, I, I think my cool of the week was probably uh, I'm caught up on The Sinner, uh, that show on uh, oh, USA. Nice. I, we've mentioned it a couple times already. It's and it's pretty good. <laughs> like I'm getting into it. It's right, super awkward and creepy and weird. But uh, uh, we're, we're finally starting to find some stuff out. It's it's the only one that I get excited for, for every week. And I totally forgot that American Horror Story was was on this week. Oh, don't even get me started on that. I love Midnight Texas. That's my favorite show. Yeah. Never, oh, never yeah. seen it. Never checked it's, that one out. It's, it's on every Monday night at 10 on NBC. So many cute girls on it. Like a vampire is on it. <laughs> like a sexy chick who's dating a psycho guy who can read minds and spirits. It's so what? cool. One... One episode that has Succubus on them, and it was right. smoking hot. <laughs> Damn. So dude. it was. That, that's one good reason to watch it. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it was crazy, so. Well, I, I've actually watched quite a few movies. I've been sick for the past week, so I've been trying to catch up on uh, a lot of movies. We've, we've reviewed trailers. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to just. Real quick review on three different movies. Um, I watched Ghost House. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm not going to spoil none of these movies. I'm just going to say a little underwhelming. Oh, no. Uh, That's uh, what it looked like. Yeah, uh, The Monster Project. Okay. Uh, I know, I know a Ghost found footage House. movie. Ghost House is on uh, Netflix. Is is The Monster Project? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, I think Alfonso said it best. Uh, the Monster Project is a meh on 10. <laughs> totally missed, okay. missed, totally missed a mark. <laughs> All right, oh, don't, I love Ghost House. And uh, the last one was a, a movie that um, you should, everybody should go. Uh, Kevin Nez's uh, podcast, Mac Nez uh, podcast, to uh, listen to his review on the ice cream truck. Oh yeah, okay. I actually enjoyed this one, and uh, one of the main things I enjoyed, I thought the people in the neighborhood were really creepy a lot more creepier than the the actual ice cream man so mm-hmm. um that one probably is my favorite one out of the three cool austin you you've seen uh, ghost house i've heard of it my favorite actress is in it scout tether compton okay. i'm a big 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 fan of her try and get her on my podcast so many times all right well <laughs> keep trying dude because i know you get a lot of interviews so eventually you'll get her on there i'm sure Hopefully. Um, all right. So my cool of the week is is either yeah, 
I may never live this down. I might get fucked with over this on Facebook and <laughs> with uh, this is probably going to be. I, I'm probably opening a door here I shouldn't open, but goddamn it, it's a good fucking show. Um, you guys ever heard of it? There, there's a TV show that's all about a uh, a nail salon. It's called Claws. Anybody heard of it? What the yeah. hell? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> what the hell, indeed. Uh, it's a really good fucking show. It's on uh, TNT, and they've got uh, first season is ten episodes. It's already been renewed, and um, it just long story short, I don't want to give too many twists away, but it's basically they get into money laundering. Um, I don't want to say it's just like Ozark or Breaking Bad, but it, if you watch those two shows, it's kind of in that vein. Um, Are they like catty Asian women? Uh, no, they're, uh, as they say, we are a, uh, they say we are a multi-ethnic, uh, nail salon. So they get, you know, a black chick, Hispanic chick, a white chick, you know, um, but the person, the person who steals the show is the uh, guy that runs the Dixie mafia that they're laundering the money for. He's character's name is uncle daddy. And, uh, he's played by Dean Dean Norris. You guys remember him from breaking bad? Yes. (laughs) He's fucking amazing. It's a really good show, and it's only ten episodes. So uh, yeah, I've, all right. I've heard a lot of people say that it wasn't what they expected to be, and that's what drew a lot of people to the show. You know what? I actually heard them talking about it. Uh, Alan and Shelley talking about it on Horocopia that they've been watching uh-huh. it every week, and I'm like, well, oh, fuck it, I'll give it a try. And uh, man, the first episode pulled me in. So there's my cool of the week. So go ahead and fuck with me, everybody. A, oh, a TV God. show about it. You know, I'm going to get stuck watching it too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's good. Rose man. pulls me into some dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll check it out. All right. Well, uh, Brian, we got any uh, got any headlines this week, man? I'm ask you this, Lance. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Sci-Fi's Blood Drive being canceled after one season? What? You know what? It does not. It does not surprise me. Um, and and let me tell you why. Because I remember when they came out with it, they were saying that this was part of the. Uh, group of, of shows that was going to be under what is it Midnight Grindhouse, Brian? Yeah. Okay. So I just assumed it was only going to be. Yeah, I, I think it's like an anthology thing where it's basically. So Blood Drive was the first season, and then I think oh. they're going to have a. I think they're going to have another Midnight Grindhouse show next year, and and so on and so on. I don't think it was canceled because of uh, lack of interest in the show. But yeah, different director, uh, different cast. Yeah, a lot of people I've heard that watched it uh, love the show. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think you're I think you're onto something there. They just didn't intend to make a season two. I, I don't think so. I don't. I hope that's the case. I hope it wasn't uh, you know canceled. But because but sci-fi is really bad about canceling shows with cliffhangers at the end. Like I know Dark Matter, they did that, and um, the Austin. You remember? Did, did you ever watch Battlestar Galactica? Nope, never have, never will. Okay. Well, they wrapped <laughs> they wrapped it up, but then they did like a uh, an offshoot show, and it only lasted one season. So, um, it wouldn't surprise me if 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 it was you know if they did intend at first to go on, but I don't know. That's that's what I was thinking they were going to do. Well, we shall see where they go from here. Um, our next thing we're going to talk about, Lance, directed to you again because uh, we think we had a difference of opinion. Uh, they announced the next Purge movie. It's oh, going to be a prequel geez. titled Purge the Island. God and damn. it's going to be about the first experimental Purge night set on Staten Island. 
Austin, what do you think, man? I think the whole movie is completely bullshit. I mean, what yes. kind of movie is Purge? I mean, that's the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. That's the dumbest pile of a movie. Who cares about Purge? Well, what in the hell is a Purge? <laughs> All right. You get along great go. with Lance. <laughs> I'll watch it, more. man. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I, you know, I don't expect a ton from it, but the last couple of them were pretty decent. I, uh, I'll, I'll check I, it out. I think they're fun. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say they have the best scripts, you know, the best story, but they're just they're, they're just fun little movies, like a saw and, movie. Uh, yeah, you know what you're getting with it. Yeah. So. um uh, I think we should be getting that sometime next year. And our last thing, like I said, another slow news week. Um, we reviewed the trailer for Death House. Mm-hmm. It's basically, basically like the Expendables of Horror. Oh, it right. finally got a release date. January 26th. Are you guys still interested in this movie? Yeah, why not? I forgot about it, but yeah, no, I'll totally watch it. <laughs> gotta see it. Lance? Yeah, gotta see it, for sure. With that cast. And I believe, um, if I'm reading it correctly, they're only releasing it in Regal Theaters. Okay. Uh, yeah. me. It doesn't look like a big, wide release kind of a thing. So, um, uh, Austin, you had yeah. something to say about that? Uh, yes, um... I know, I know a little bit of the, about the cast. Um, now, um, I know Kane is going to be in there. I know D. Wallace is going to be on there. So it's going to be a huge cast. King Hunter is probably a horror legend. Same thing with D. Wallace. Um, I love the cast. It's going to be a great movie. I cannot wait to watch it. Yeah, I think we'll we're all, we'll all see this one. It's pretty much for pretty much a given, right, Philip? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yep, January 26th, and that is all the news. All right, well, cool. So, uh, Austin, you you live in Virginia, or where do you live? I live in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Do they, nice. uh, do they have any trailer parks up there? Uh, I have no clue. I've never been outside my home state. I've been to Richmond. I've been to everywhere, but I've never seen a damn trailer park. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. If you'll join us, man, we'll uh, we'll all take a little trip together down to the trailer park. We're going to take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, Brian, what's our first new uh, trailer to talk about this week? I'm going to talk about Marrowbone, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Mia Goth, and Charlie Heaton, directed by Sergio G. Sanchez. What did you guys think? This is about. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it has it has a great cast in it. Yeah, I agree. It it looked looked original at least. At least it wasn't a remake or a or a prequel. Yeah, I think I read Guillermo del Toro ish. Yeah, I think I read a little bit about the synopsis. I think they the kids had covered up a murder of their mother, Mm -hmm. so they can stay together. And I think supernatural. Things happen after that. I mean, you don't really get a much, much of that in the trailer, but uh, just based off this cast, I, I will definitely check it out because I think the one actress is super creepy looking. 
Oh, uh, Mia Goth from Oh Mia no, Goth. No, Mia Goth. Yeah, yeah the one from uh, uh, Cure for Wellness. Yeah, that had us all confused on her age, her actual age in the movie. Oh yeah, she is a creepy little thing. So, uh, and then it's got Charlie Heaton. He was in uh, Stranger Things. He was uh, Ryan. Will's older brother. So, definitely will check this out. Austin, what are you thinking about this one? I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't know what the movie is, so no comment. <laughs> All right. <Fair> enough. <laughs> All right, we got a release date of uh, October 27th. Uh, just in time for uh, Halloween, huh? Uh, yep. Uh, next trailer we're going to talk about is a new Netflix movie, Stephen King's Gerald's Game, starring Carla Gugino. Bruce Greenwood, Henry Thomas, and others, directed by Mike Flanagan. And a lot of people know Mike Flanagan from Oculus, Hush, and uh, we- Ouija, uh, Origin of Evil. Right. Okay. I like yeah. what it's bringing to the table, just from his name. Mm-hmm. Has anybody read the story? Oh, yeah. It's a great, it's a great book, man. I don't, I don't know how they're going to make it into a movie, though, because um, 95% of the book takes takes place inside her head. Okay, what what is what is the basis of the story? Um, basically, her and her husband uh, get into some sex games where they get into a little mild bondage. Okay. And um, I, I didn't see they didn't convey it as much in the in the trailer, but in the uh, book, um, he had he had uh, quite a bit of a mean streak where he was kind of like uh, quite. They kind of alluded to it that he was not necessarily physically abusive to her, but he was always very emotionally abusive to her. So okay. he like started getting real gleeful when he handcuffed her and he got to start acting rough with her. And the next thing you know, he he keels over of a heart attack and, and it goes, and that's, that's pretty much the, probably going to be the first five minutes of the movie. If it follows the pace of the book and then everything else is, you know, just her tripping out in her own mind, being trapped alone in a house, uh, literally handcuffed. That's about what I gathered from the preview. It it looks interesting. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Carla Gugino, so she's yeah. definitely on my hall pass list. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, Mike Mike Flanagan, uh, I enjoy all his movies so far. So, and mm-hmm. it's going to be on Netflix. So, it's a, I think it's a must watch. Stephen King. Yeah, we'll check it Why out. Not? Austin, you gonna you gonna give it a watch? Uh, nope. <laughs> you don't like Stephen <laughs> King. <laughs> I I do, but I don't have Netflix, so I'm screwed. Oh, uh, okay. So you're the one, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, release date September 29th on Netflix. Right around the corner. Oh. Yeah. And our final trailer we're going to talk about is Insidious: The Last Key, starring Lin Shay, Josh Stewart. Javier Botet and others, and directed by Adam Robitel, who only thing I recognize that he's done is the taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, oh, that was, that was one of my Phillip. favorites. Right? Yeah. yeah so, this... uh, Philip, I guess uh, you start. Uh, go ahead, Lance. No, no, no. I was just going to say this one This one didn't excite me. <laughs> no? Yeah. Too much. Nah, not really. Um, if I'm going off of where the Insidious movies were going, I... I the third one was not my favorite to the point where I don't even remember what happened in it. Right. I don't either. It's very like poltergeist rip offy, but uh, mm-hmm. I, it, they they have some cool visuals. It's kind of creepy. It's it's kind of the next 
big franchises out there other than the Conjuring series. Yeah, so, I, w- I mean, I'm interested in the, I'm interested in the demon in it with the with the key fingers and yeah. the scene where she's inserting the key into the the girl's neck. Uh, that looked really strange. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I mean, when I saw the trailer, it was so attractive when the demon went, her, uh, the key went into an neck right. to the hot girl. It was very attractive. I loved it. Yeah, it's he's unlocking that bitch. <laughs> Do what? What'd he's unlocking that bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so we got a release date of January 5th. All right. And that is our last trailer. Well, Philip, uh, we got any uh, any listener feedback coming in this week? Uh, yeah, we got a little bit. Let's see. We got a few emails. Uh, Mark Chevalier says, uh, hey, boys, just listen to the Mexican horror episode uh, you guys did with Pedro Nunez. And there was a lot of interesting movies in there. Uh, I especially want to see Night of a Thousand Cats now. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. I still totally have to watch it. though. <laughs> Uh, however, when you are going through your post about other countries' horror movies, uh, there wasn't one about Canadian horror. Uh, mm. Even though we're similar to the U.S., there's a Canadian flair to our movies. There's some serious ones like Cube, uh, and then we also do a lot of wacky movies like Hobo with a Shotgun and Wolf Cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, just wanted to bring it up. Maybe you guys could do it for a future episode. Take care. Great. Uh, idea. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah I, I think eventually we'll get through all, all the the countries. You know, there's right. a there's a lot of lot of horror out there to talk yeah, about. Yeah, like so. huge horror. Like one of my movies that I'm dying to see is Flat Diners. That's gonna be a good movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. We'll yeah. Do Canadian horror for that week, huh? <laughs> Oh. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, hey, guys, don't forget uh, David Cronenberg's a Canadian. Ah, what what happens when we get to like Scandinavian horror? Uh, they got they got <laughs> plenty of them. They've got um, Austin. Have you seen any of those? Um, what what are the movies about the zombies that the the Nazi zombies that come back? Dead Dead Snow. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and regarding the new season of American Horror Story, uh, Josh Youngblood says this season is awful. Don't get sucked in like <laughs> Eric and I did. Save yourselves. Little, little <laughs> early there, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still want to check it out. Um, to which Erica Bylanock repri- uh, replied, uh, "Let's start a podcast about it because I think I'm obsessed with this season already." <laughs> Josh also said, so I'm pretty sure this season of American Horror Story writing team just thought, what could be the most obnoxious, douchebaggiest, trendiest thing we could make this season about? Let's see. We got Trump. Check. Clowns. Check. Vaccinations. Check. Fuck this show. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) this goddamn show. Uh, My buddy said it best. Uh, This show is like an abusive relationship. With that being said, I know I'll still watch it, and I'm going to hate myself because of it. God damn it. <laughs> I, I don't blame you, man. I'm still going to check it out. I don't know. You know, I I heard it's uh, a, a little political, but yeah, fuck it. I'm going to watch it anyway. 
Uh, let's see. We got Lars from Denmark. Uh, he sent us a couple things. He says uh, he's just set fire to his Vampiros Lesbos DVD. Oh, no. For the warning, Brian Stitcher. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Horrible movie. Horrible movie. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, come on. There were boobs, but it was bad. <laughs> uh, Lars also said, hey, dudes, there are always songs in your shows, which is great. Uh, so how about a show about the music and horror movies, scores and songs and artists, hmm. the legendary, the weird and the awful. Cool. Uh, I, I think it's a great idea, man. Yeah, we definitely have to work that in the schedule somewhere. Yeah, we'll get Lars on there as a guest, man. That sounds like a plan. We'll we'll do it. Um, hey, uh, Austin, what do you uh, are there any uh, movie soundtracks or songs from movies that really stand out for you? Um, um, um. One movie soundtrack is the original Exorcist. Oh, not, oh uh, yeah. Tubular Bells. Not, and the Rob Zombie Part 1 of Halloween. That oh, one oh. was a good one, too. And Devil Rejects is another yeah. one. Oh, awesome. So, Rob Zombie's got to be on that, on, that, on that show somewhere. That guy knows how to pick some music. For sure. Well, I mean... And it, the, the, this goes on and on and on, but mm-hmm. I just love Rob Zombie so much. Yeah, he's he's good. We hey, we saw him uh, last year, Austin. We were at the Philip and I were at the uh, Rocklahoma concert, and we saw his stage show. We didn't get to get very close because <laughs> there were the place was packed. But he he puts on a good show. Not only uh, that, his wife is smoking hot. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I love his wife. Yeah, <laughs> she's something else. You know man. That uh, all right, we got uh, Marcus Will Turner uh, says it on Friday, which is today. Woo! Got two free tickets, <laughs> and there's a bar next to the theater. Oh, there you okay. go. He's gonna be the loud guy. <laughs> 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 uh, also, for Marcus regarding Insidious, uh, the last key. While I tend to sway back and forth in my opinion towards the last two entries, uh, there's no denying how incredible the original remains, as well as uh, as well as the effective and intense scares that have resonated throughout the entire series. So I'm there. Mm-hmm. Not a bad review, man. I, I think he he put it kind of hit the nail on the head with it. Right. But, you know, it's, it's still no conjuring, but it's worth checking out. I think. Yeah. Um, and that's it. As everybody, uh, thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. We love the feedback. And as always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, uh, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from you. Please leave us an iTunes review and uh, might hook you up with a T-shirt. Join the Facebook group. We definitely love to, to hear what everybody has to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always got some great conversations going in there. Absolutely. Uh, All right, so we're going to our featured attractions, guys. But before we do that, we've got a little segment uh, that we're going to start. Speaking of American Horror Story, uh, beginning this week throughout the uh, run of American Horror Story Cult, uh, we've got some friends that have uh, contributed to our podcast for the the entirety of the show. Uh, Philip, you remember those crazy motherfuckers we met at Comic Palooza, Zach Baxter and the Knights of the Drunk Watch? Oh yeah. Well, they have uh, they have graciously provided to us a uh, a little segment we can put in, and they're going to do one for us for every episode. So, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and we will put uh, all their information in our show notes, folks, so you'll know how to go and find their 
uh, drunken commentaries that they do for many different shows. Um, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll and we'll be involved with them in some other stuff in the near future. Uh, most likely being uh, among those being Walking Dead, which is cool. Uh, so without yeah. further without further ado, we're going to play that segment now, and then we'll get back to our featured attractions. Hi everyone, it's Zach Baxter, and we are with the Knights of the Drunk Watch. We just finished episode one of American Horror Story season seven, Cult, mm-hmm. and uh, so let's do our thing. Oh wait, do we introductions first, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Audie. I'm Zach. I'm Andrew. Heart Crystal. Kate. We are professionals at doing this. <laughs> We've so been drinking. We are so, sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're drunk. Uh, let's raise our glass, everybody. Oh yeah. We're Knights of the Drunk Watch. And, and now our talk begins. begins. <laughs> uh, so we just watched episode one. Uh, if you don't know who we are, we are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. We have a live stream every Tuesday, watching American Horror Story and making a live reaction to it. So always join us on the Zach Baxter channel. So let's take it to Kate now, and she's going to tell us some of our nuggets that we're going to talk about in this after show. Nice and loudly. All right. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is. Allison and all of her phobias. <laughs> Exciting. So can we count them on one hand? No. no. I don't think I think it needs some extra think we know what they all are yet. Well, do we know? Yeah, so what is the, she has a phobia of holes, which I think is the funniest. Holes. But it's not really holes. Pink. Holes. Pink. It's holes. like no, no. It wasn't. <laughs> the coral, <laughs> the pink coral and the pig nose. It's definitely like a, a pus filled, like oozing type yeah. situation that she's worried about. The, was the crumpet? the crumpet? No, it was spinach souffle. It was bleeding. It was. It had yeah. a color. It was bleeding. <laughs> Listen, but yeah. okay. So she's scared of pink. Okay, so I don't know. Listen, maybe the holes make her think it confines spaces. She mentioned confined spaces. Yeah, so she's not agoraphobic. She is not agoraphobic yet. So she can still get out of her house that she doesn't like to. She's definitely afraid of clowns. Possibly afraid of sex. I don't know. Apparently, she maybe knows. it's a maybe it's a other one. They haven't. Oh yeah, maybe she's afraid of her girlfriend's pink hole. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're getting shut down on this podcast. But, oh, we are, hey, yeah. I didn't. I didn't cuss. Um, <laughs> no, we're talking about pink holes. holes. Yeah, definitely drink to a pink hole. The first um, one that we encountered is the I'll drink to a pink hole. She's. But it's almost an irrational fear, fear of clowns. It was in sweetie. That's what a phobia is. Yeah, irrational fear. Not necessarily. Actually, a lot of phobias have uh, uh, a uh, Kate's type of oh, Kate's definition. By definition, of it's an irrational phobia fear. is an irrational fear. <laughs> but even if okay. it's in a printed graphic novel, that's still. Yeah, she has because a rash. I think my yeah. point is that there is usually something related to a phobia that caused this phobia. Sometimes. Normally, phobias Always. don't show up Always. out of nowhere. As somebody who lives with arachnophobia, I can tell you it came from a particular instance in my life. Right, but, th- but, but that would make it arachnophobia. What do you mean? You're yeah, just scared of spiders. No, there's a difference. <laughs> I used to have seizures if I saw them. And if like, she's, you know, if she, we're getting off topic, but if she sees them, even if they're bitty spiders and they're not going to hurt her, like a fear, not a, pho- a phobia is an irrational fear, which means you are afraid of it for unreasonable 
reason. But we're not afraid of it because it's actually threatening. Because it's actually threatening. I'm just yeah. saying that she has to have a reason. Yeah. Take it back to the original show. She has to have a reason for these fears. She has to have experienced some kind of trauma. Otherwise, why are we even watching this? So well, that's probably like, true. Okay, well, my, th- my question <laughs> is, a clown in real life, I can see as scary and threatening, but a clown in a graphic novel? But if you have an irrational fear, that then... I wonder if she's the like... image of the clown. It could be like yeah, I, I have the same problem. So if you see a spider in an encyclopedia, which don't exist Yeah, no, anymore, I feel like they're on me. Like, yeah, if I see it, movie. I feel like they're she on spiders me. spiders in movies. She texts okay. us and complains that we didn't want to... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But but also we have the weird thing of for some reason her phobias we were lowered by Obama's presidency. Yeah, which makes no sense. Which makes no sense. She felt better then. She felt safer. I think it's because Obama had such a vocal anti clown campaign. (laughs) She felt safe in her home. It's like Obama's not going to let no clowns. Although, it's going to look like one sometimes. Too soon. Nope. Hey, if we can make fun of Cheeto face, we can make fun of the ears. That's true. I just, I feel like. Yeah, but Obama was born with ears. Trump was not born with Cheeto face. Wondering, I am wondering if um, this whole thing is because she has encountered Twisty the Clown before. That would be fun. That would be fun, that too. That would be interesting. I guess that's, yeah. a, that's a good question. Is I don't think Twisty's still alive. No, I don't think he's yeah. real. Yeah. Show did. If she no, did they were encounter him. him. Oh, the 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 but if she would have encountered him, she would have encountered him when she was young. When she was a child. She's a comic book character. She's not old enough to... Well, clearly people are still encountering Twisty today. No, that was a reenactment of the comic book. Twisty is merely a comic book character. okay, okay, okay. But he was real and... Jupiter, Florida. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, but he he was taken away by what's his face? Still yeah. didn't finish that season. Uh, Dandy Mott. No, not by Dandy. The, Dandy the, killed Twisty. The monster guy came and. No, Dandy killed Dandy killed Twisty. He took in his the, mask. It took his costume. Uh, yeah, Dandy yeah. killed Twisty in the bus. Anyway, so moving on because we do only have fifteen minutes. Sorry, yeah. Um, Time. Okay, yeah. so but Allison is kind of this weird, very focused on the election and how it's affecting everything. It's affecting her marriage. She has lots yeah. of anxieties. Yeah, tons of anxieties. Anxiety. Enough that even her shrink is like, uh, take some pills and leave. But me she's been non compliant with her medication, so it's just getting mm. worse. Well, yeah. and it also feels like she's trying to rationalize with herself and not take her medication. She's not, I mean, That's according what to her, do, well, though, yeah, like and according to her yeah. wife, she's not even trying to help anything. She's, I feel bad for Ivy, y'all. Like, yeah. that's yeah. not an easy life. Yeah, her wife is having a struggle. That is. The struggle's right. real. So, and next, we can talk right. about these, the next ones in kind of any order we want to. I don't know how heated we're going to get, but we have Kai, Winter, and the Clowns. And at the end, we're going to talk about how we think we might they might be related. So let's not do that now. Let's just kind of talk about them individually. Okay. So Kai, we see at the beginning, getting real amped up that Trump was... Just bonkers. Just, She's just bonkers. TV, love and life. I'm pretty That's sure he's like, an ex- like, he's a symbol for... Or like white supremacy and the fear that runs through America, you know, I mean, about diversification. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Because I was going to say maybe not even specifically white supremacy, but just like that whole alt right thing. Because he's also very like anti-government. Because in that court hearing, yeah. he was saying like 
we should have less, fewer cops, less protection of places. Because if they get blown up, that's what the people want. They want fear. It seems like these two are set up to be archetypes of the most fanatical opposite sides of the political spectrum that there could be. Like, mm-hmm. one is just an utter and complete worst thing that Republicans imagine out of a snowflake, just has to live in their house and cannot deal with anything. Right. Sure, yeah. And then, for just, and then like, Obama made them feel safe and, you know, like their life was better. And then he is just like, let's murder all the Mexicans and throw pee at them. Yeah. So. Oh, <laughs> it, wasn't re- it wasn't really about the Mexicans. No, it was, uh, it, it was that about was just getting an a video example. and making himself a victim. Yeah, yes. that's that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, a victim of Mexicans. Of Mexicans. Yes. Yeah. Whether he actually hates Mexicans or not. Yeah, I think it's a, he hates everybody. Like, yeah. He's just the worst alt-right, and she's the worst. Well, he like, didn't go attack a nursing home. He went and attacked a group of Mexicans. Right. Uh, we also have... And, and Asians, if we assume he's connected to those... Oh, he's... No, but that oh, was, oh, that's right. We, yeah, but that was... Even if it was, he was... It was definitely... revenge for the congressmen. Yeah. Right, right. We but he didn't go kill it. all the other congressmen, some of which were we white. We don't know he yet. that Asian guy. We don't know yet. City yeah. Council. Yeah. No, no, but it was Tim Kang who humiliated him. That's true. Yeah, who that's gave true. him the talking down to, so... Um, and so that's he, revenge and not... A hate right. crime. And yeah. he even said, Revenge of the alt right. There is, hang on, nothing more dangerous in this world than a humiliated man. Yeah. True. Yep. So that is specifically what he said crime. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of knew bad stuff. He's definitely got that Charles Manson, like, make everybody afraid of each other and start, you know, anarchy. Because that's yeah. what Charles Manson wanted to do. He wanted to start a race war. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Huh. So. All right. Um, we can also talk about winter. And what her deal is, so she is, we first see her. She's coming. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Winter is here. Winter is here. Oh, Joe. So she was freaking out about Trump getting elected as well, and we first see her getting upset about that and also upset about Kai being there. Yes, Zach? Zach raised his Can I throw a theory out there? Sure. Yeah. What if Kai and Winter are the same person? Multiple yeah. personalities. Why, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh my god! Just real quick, why would the lesbian hire a guy to, you know? Why wouldn't them? they? I don't think they would. Okay, but. Anyway. <laughs> okay. But that's the moment. Okay. But so essentially, we have Winter who we. Brian Murphy's done crazy. Yeah, things. that's true. <laughs> this weird dichotomy of she is in communication and talking to and kind of seems to be commiserating with Kai yeah. in that weird like pinky swear talk about what she's afraid of and what she wants but then it also she's talking to the uh, Ivy and Allie about she went to Vassar but she stopped to be on Hillary's side. I think that was this. all lies. But yeah. I mean when we first saw her she was upset that Trump won. That is okay but that does not qual- that does not equal went to Vassar and worked on the campaign. That just equals I like Hillary Clinton. That's what yet. we know. Yeah, so we and, don't know. And at the same time, I, I have to wonder, like, I think she has drank the Kool-Aid hard. I think she's the first member of his cult. Like, she is charmed by him. She wants his hair. I don't know. Like, Oh, come on. Just hair. More than his hair. I'm trying not to cuss. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> He'll try to keep his PGG. She wants his loving. She, she wants his McLovin. His blue McLovin. She wants his clown nose. Three minutes to wrap this okay. mother up. Um, okay. And then also we have all of the clowns. We can talk about how they're all connected. Yeah, but they're just creepy. Yeah. Right so, now, they're 
just yeah, they're they're a trope right now. They're just using and them. And they to, are uh, real or not, depending on where we are. I yes. Guess. Well, I think well, they're, I mean, they're boy real. saw them, but yeah. they weren't on the cameras. Yeah, I don't know. Chaz, but oh, they weren't on the cameras. No, yeah. no, but we didn't. We didn't see them. We didn't see the anything. Cameras, but she yeah. told Ivy. Told her. She yeah, said, but how does Ivy know? Like, well, why the she's making it up. Why would she just make it up? I don't know. Maybe everybody's in trying to drive instance. her crazy. Well, something. and she didn't specifically. Oh, is the clowns that we saw in the store the clowns that we saw? Yeah. Right. Yes. 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 And we know that they murdered the Chins, Chang. Changs, but we don't know if they were f-ing in the produce aisle. So, well, unless, unless, oh. unless. That the Oz and Allison are drinking from the same Kool Aid, then they're not real. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. If they're giving possible. them the same hallucinogen, uh, but or the something. little boy saw them. Right, so then no, they're real. Okay. From the point of view of the little boy, so the little boy saw something. I think. Well, yeah, but she took, she just made him watch all sorts of crazy yeah, stuff on tele, on the computer. But that was her. Tr- that was that was Winter's argument. Was yes, yeah, she said all of this happened, but also she's he's reading this twisty comic. So her yeah, argument she said was he read the twisty comic and, and imagined it or made it up. I think. If he's a ima- yeah, why would he imagine or make up the same, same exact, exact clowns, clowns his yeah. mother saw in the grocery store? Did anybody pick up where they are? Michigan. They're in Michigan. 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 Okay. Which well, is where Ryan left? Murphy is from. So kids, you did not know. So Anything? Um, I, my only theory is is that I think Kai and Winter are the same person. I don't. I don't. I don't, don't think Ryan Murphy's that smart. The, the way that they were introduced <laughs> to us, I can't imagine that would be true. It's like a Fight Club situation, which no, I, I think just, she's no. like his right hand man. Role, I think. No, she's I, I think that, that they're. I think they're opposite lady. ends of the, of the political spectrum, and yet they're friends. Yeah, because there's lots and of. He's a psycho, and she still follows him even though they don't agree politically. But she's going to start becoming more and more, more on his side. I think so too. Well, she's. I mean, I don't think she's. I mean, she's, I don't think she's against him. I mean, I think that that the 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 quiz he gave her. What's your most pleasurable experience? What is your most fearful experience? Yeah. And the way that tied tied into the interview to be the nanny. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was a flashback to them, like, having this, like, truth or dare moment. That wasn't the same pinky swear. You know, my question is, though, like, what was it, what was the deal with the door? Was the door locked? Remember, he's walking, he put the Cheetos on his face or whatever. Door with the rose. he's walking through, and there was, like, a door with with the rose on it. it, But was there a lock or something? Is that where Winter was? Is he keeping her hostage? Is he brainwashing her? Okay, so then, uh, okay, so then no I guess the question is, what's in? And what? I think the big question is, what's their relationship? Are they friends? Right, brothers, sisters. They're the same person. They're the same person. Not the same person. Right. I'm just saying, (laughs) if you think they're the same person, leave me a comment and let me know. Perhaps you will wager some shots. Oh, I'll wager some shots. All right, so that is our time. (laughs) If you like this 30-second podcast episode of our talkback, go and subscribe to us. Thank you so much to the return of the the Horror Returns for allowing us to be part of their podcast. We hope you like this content. We are the Knights of the Drunk Watch on the Zach Baxter channel. Let's raise our glass. And we're going to say... And and now our talk We'll see or talk to you soon. Bye. See you next Tuesday.
And now it is time for our featured attractions. This week we finally talk about the much-anticipated theatrical release It, as well as the 1990 TV miniseries. This is Livingston from Creature Features. You're listening to The Horror Returns. Enjoy. The 1990 miniseries was directed and written by Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, He's a pretty big name in horror. He was known for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, as well as uh, Fright Night Part 2 and some others. Um, In Adult Ben's flashback to his first day at school, photos of Cujo are visible on a bulletin board behind the teacher. Uh, On the DVD commentary track, the actors note that Tim Curry's characterization of Pennywise was so creepy and spot on that uh, everyone avoided him during filming. (laughs) Uh, Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Yeah, well, it could have been Frankenfurter, I guess, you know. So (laughs) You ever ever see photos of him, like, I guess it was Offset? Uh-uh. When they were filming it? it uh, yeah, he looks like someone you want to avoid. Really? Yeah. In makeup or no? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, in makeup. I don't mean, like, <laughs> in general. But, yeah. yeah it, I, mean, it, I didn't but, know if he was, like, standing off to the sideway, like, half <laughs> makeup, and he's all torn up from the night before or something. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I bet um, after they just, you know, cut from a scene and, you know, he's standing off set, he just kind of, he just really looks creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Character actors. Uh, and one other thing, the night guard in the asylum is called Koontz, of course, named after Stephen King's uh, fellow ho- horror author, Dean Koontz. Uh, okay. So, Austin, you're our guest on the show, so we give you the opportunity. If, would you like to talk about uh, the 1991st? Let me, now, let me break it down for the, this news. Uh, now... It, the original 1990 film. Now, Tim Curry did a great job in that movie. It's, it is so funny. The, I mean, his character is obnoxious and weird and silly at the time. It's very funny. I just love it. And uh, now the second part, they're all grown up and it's crazy. And I really think I like the second part. They're all grown up than the first. So, that's my opinion. Alright, well, I'm, I'm gonna... Uh, I'm actually gonna pass on this one because I have not seen it probably since the early 90s. Um, so I don't really feel I could give it a good review. And I, and I have read the book. Um, and I didn't like it because I love the book so much. So I'll pass on that. But I'm also gonna be passing, guys, uh, on the new movie. I'm gonna leave all that up to you guys as well because I unfortunately with everything chaos going on here um and being out of town over the week i didn't get a chance to see it yet but i will um so who wants to go next on the 1990 version uh you are stephen king expert man i was i was looking forward to your review. <laughs> uh sorry uh, about Phil- that i'll catch it but it's gonna be later yeah philip i think you uh seen it last night the original one right uh it, no the the original one i watched it earlier this week um, okay. And I actually have a, di- a like a digital copy of it, and so it goes straight from the first half to the second half, and there's really no break in between. Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah, Tim Curry was 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 kind of amazing in it. He's super creepy. There's that scene uh, where he's um, he's he's the, the pictures in the book are coming alive. And he's doing these little flips and jumps and stuff on the on the uh, lamppost and stuff like that. Do you remember? 
Yeah. 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 Okay. That was really creepy to me. I loved the way that he moved. Uh, I loved everything that he had going on. Uh, he definitely cemented that terror in my brain as a kid. Uh, but yeah, going back and watching it, it was um, it's definitely a little bit dated, but I think uh, the, the first half of the movie still really holds up. It's still got a lot of really creepy scenes. Um, it's it's a little cheesy, but you know it was it was a '90s TV movie. Um, I still think it's classic though. The second half, man, I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I lost it on the second half. Like I started getting up and doing stuff, and I always forget what happens. It's not really as as scary to me. Uh, and then yeah, I kind of hated the whole the ending at the very at the very end of everything. So. First half, amazing, classic. Second half, uh, just kind of a hanging booger on the nose of excellence. Oh, <laughs> ouch! You know, you know, I'm Philip. I'm right there with you. Um, I have a love hate relationship with this movie. I love the first part. I don't want to necessarily, you know, I'll take that back. I don't hate the second part. It's just not as good as the first. Right. And. Maybe it's because it, it came out at a time when, you know, I was really big into movies like The Goonies and Monster Squad. And, you know, that's that's what I felt with the first one. And and also had a, a Jonathan Brandis. He was, you know, a big child actor. Seen a lot of yeah. his movies. Love Matter of fact, uh, just recently watched uh, Sidekicks with him and Chuck Norris. It's an awesome yes. kids movie. <laughs> um, but Tim Curry is iconic with his performance, you know. He kind of has a, a more. It's creepy, but it's also playful at the same time and jokey. Yeah. And um, I always like that about his performance. So, um, and he pulls it off. He's not like weird about it, you know. Yeah. So um, I would definitely. And the second half, I don't know. It just it didn't hit with me as much. And then you know you got the the ending with the spider was just. It was it was lackluster. <laughs> it was it was a little. It was not the best. Uh, Lance uh, kind of wanted your opinion on the book as far as the the miniseries. Well, How did you me, feel? Because you said you it, it didn't like you didn't like the uh, movie because of the book. Yeah, there's never any Stephen. I'm never going to be satisfied with any Stephen King movie because there's just so many more details in the books typically. But the ending was a lot more ambiguous. There wasn't. Um, you know, like necessarily this big spider monster at the end. It was more of a. Um, it's kind of hard to describe the way he ended the book, but it's it's kind of more of like a spirit type thing, or um, not necessarily a physical entity. Like it would manifest itself as Pennywise, and then it would take over, like in one section, a homeless person and things like that. But um, yeah, at the end, you didn't you didn't really have that, and I thought it was kind of cheesy, but. Um, Austin, you said you liked the, the second half better. Uh, I was kind of like curious, what did you like? Like, was it the acting of the older actors or the way that they, they came together to solve the problem later? Or what did, what did you like most about the second half? The second part was, uh, the, um, the older actors all growing up. And then the clown is more dumber and stupider than ever. And I just loved it. I mean, it was so freaking funny. I laughed the whole time the second part. I just loved it. It's like horror to comedy. It was 
right. so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. It was hilarious. <laughs> sure. Well, there you go. That makes so much more sense now. <laughs> I, was, I was speechless earlier. <laughs> Curry, Curry was hamming it up, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of drunk when I saw it. So um, <laughs> I laughed. So I laughed at everything he was doing. So I did wake up. <laughs> right. Oh. I'll give it to you, man. The The second half is probably a whole lot funnier than the first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah, I mean, yep. the book, yeah, the book was, like I said, the book was just a little bit more ambiguous, which you can get, you can get across better in a book. You know, in a movie, you almost have to show some kind of a physical enemy. So I think that's why they came up with a spider. That, that, that creature wasn't even really in the book. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Gives me hope for the second half of the of the new one. And the funniest, a lot better about that now. Good. And the funniest part in the second part, when Tim Curry, the clown, says, "Beat, beat, Richie," it's <laughs> the funny. <laughs> and then they go in the library, and then he plays with some toy. Right. And then he does, "Aha, aha, aha, aha." It's so funny. I mean, <laughs> after we played that back over and over and over, right? It's so yeah, funny. The, the creepiness definitely didn't shine through in the in the second half. It, I, I think Not it was scarier you, huh? on the first because they, because they were kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Creepier, huh? Yeah. You guys were ready for a uh, score. Yeah, Austin, you go first. Now, listen, we do um, rate it at, like as a general. You can either give a rating to part one and then another one to part two if you like, or you can just give one score. But we rate between uh, one to ten. So ten being, of course, you know, a masterpiece, and one being a piece of shit, <laughs> like the Bye Bye Man this year. So, what's uh, <laughs> what's your what's your rating on this, Austin? Oh, uh, now, um, okay. I always wait in movies. I go break it down. If there's blood, if there's sexy girls in it, now it don't have any of that, so I'm just going to give it a seven. That's not bad. It's a pretty good score. You got a point. But yeah, you got a lot of points <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> uh Philip. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say the first half gets a nine, just because it's a classic. Mm-hmm. The second half, I'm going to say, gets a six. So we'll pull it up in the middle and say, uh, I, I still think the first half is so much better. I got to give it at least an, an eight and a half for the whole thing. Hmm. Okay. Good score. Uh, yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Um, the first half, I actually give it a nine. Mm-hmm. And the second half, I'm going to have to go a little bit lower. Or I'm about to go four. Ooh, I, I I've, I've probably seen the first half more than I've seen the second half. I just, I just it's hard for me to get through. So if, if I know, I, right? I don't know what that averages out. I I guess like an eight, mm-hmm. seven, eight for the entire. But um, the first half is definitely my favorite. And again, Tim Curry put on an iconic performance. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, after that performance, everybody was wondering how this new guy's going to do. So I'm curious to to hear what you guys have to say. And I'm and I'm not worried about spoilers because, like I said, I've read the book, so I don't think they've changed it too much. Um, so I'll I'll definitely yeah. stick around while you guys are talking about the new one for sure. 
basically the same story. All right. Were you guys ready to, to move on to the new uh, 2017 It? Oh, Absolutely. yeah. All right. Uh, so director was Andy Muschietti, also known for Mama, and uh, not not really too much more. <laughs> um, writers were Chase Palmer, uh, Carrie Fukunaga, and Gary Dauberman. Um, so it was pretty interesting trivia here. Bill Skarsgård had admitted that he was so into his performance as Pennywise that he would have constant nightmares during production. Um, in the novel, Pennywise comes to town every 27 years to kill as many people as possible. Uh, the original TV miniseries was released in 1990, and of course this remake was 2017, exactly 27 years later. Nice. Um, I don't even think they did that on purpose because they've been trying to make this movie for like five or six years now, haven't they? Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. I believe so. Um, all right, so listen to this, guys. Other actors uh, who were rumored or considered to play Pennywise uh, included. Uh, all right, I want to. I want to know what you guys think about all these. Uh, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Bloody hell, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How about uh, Tilda Swinton? You know, she's <laughs> yeah. an odd enough actress that I think in some way it might have worked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't she's think I've that... ever. Go ahead. Yeah. She's got that like creepy authoritative thing kind of already anyway. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever seen her any anything I didn't like as far as her performance. So I uh, know her her ball, is, but I think so. it would have worked. Yeah, you don't you don't know who uh, uh, you can't think of who Tilda Swinton is. No. Yeah, she always plays a weird, uh, really bizarre character. She was in um, Doctor Strange most recently. Yeah. She was the uh, the the bald master chick. D- yeah. Did you oh, did you see that, that chick? Yeah. 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 All right, and let's see the next. Uh, you guys know who Richard Armitage is. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm looking at the name and it sounds familiar, but I, I, right. I'm not placing the face. I have I have no idea. <laughs> That's oh. one that we're I thought you were going to uh, tell us. Oh okay, yeah, how about Tom? Hiddle- how about Tom Hiddleston? Loki. Yeah. He needs to stay playing Loki. Yeah. Right. It's hard to go with a big name actor there. I think. Yeah. How about uh, Jackie Earl Haley? Uh, I don't know. I like him. Right. But. Oh, he was a uh, Rorschach. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's but right. then again, he was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he could have pulled it off. Yeah. He did good in the remake. So, yeah. Mm hmm. How, so, Car- how about Jim Carrey as Pennywise? Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. He would do great because he did great in the mask. So, right. yeah, he'd be good. Was that an actual consideration? Uh, yeah. List. <laughs> wow. Kind of. I kind of feel like he might have tried to do an over-the-top version of Tim Tim Curry's <laughs> character. I kind of <laughs> feel like he's over-the-top version of Tim Carrey on everyday on an everyday basis. It would have. <laughs> it would. It probably would have been a horror comedy movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Willem Dafoe? 
can see that. Yeah. I think I think it would have sucked, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, why not? <laughs> no, I love I yeah, I pass on him. All right, I got one more for you guys. It was considered. You ready, uh, Austin? You might like this this choice. Uh, Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I like the song of that. As Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, I could see him doing it. You think so? Yeah, he'd do probably good. Oh, you never stripper know, clowns man. from outer space. <laughs> yeah, right. Might <laughs> surprise you. Um, all right, well, that's the trivia. So, uh, Austin, did did you see this movie, or did you uh, not get a chance yet to see it? I saw the trailer, but I didn't see the movie. Well, what do you oh, what do you think based oh, on the trailer? Is this one you're you're looking forward to going to see? I'm looking forward to this bad because um, according to the 1990 version, this Pennywise is a lot creepier than Tim Curry. So I cannot right. wait to watch it. Yeah, it looked that way. Um, yeah, I do apologize, guys, for such short notice on this show. But, you know, like since I'm leaving um, for a week tomorrow, we kind of had to do it early. So we didn't all get a chance to see it. But um, Brian and Philip, you guys both checked it out. So I'm definitely curious to hear what you have to say. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, Man, I'll go first. I, okay. I, I I really liked it, <laughs> like a lot. It was it was kind of amazing. Uh, I thought that everybody in the movie did just a really standout performance from mm-hmm. Skarsgård as it, who who had this like weird childish creepiness about him, and I think totally pulled it off. It's not Tim Curry; it's just different, and I mm-hmm. think it's just as good. Yeah, he um, definitely made it his character, his version of the character. Yeah, which is cool. He's got this weird, like, creepy, slick skin. It's 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 disturbing. And then those, I mean, his eyes are creepy to begin with. So, <laughs> um, uh, that chick, okay, the girl that plays Beverly, Sophia so, Lillis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to remember that name, and I'm saying oh, it here first. Yeah. I am right there with you. Yeah, dude, she is going to be huge. Yes, she, she is. Amazing. She she should have been the lead role in the whole movie. I mean, she kind of was, but she did amazing. Yes, uh, I am right there with you. She is one of the breakout stars of this cast. Yeah. It, this is going to do for her what what I think Stranger Things has done for those kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, talk about stranger things one of those kids is in this movie uh which one is he finn wolf wolford yes he's uh he was great man so he had a he played richie uh so his his comic relief was like genuinely a like 13 year old funny kid you know mm-hmm. it, everything that he, he said was just hilarious and it was right on cue when he said it the timing was perfect it, they didn't like push it in there too hard to make the comedy happen, like they've been doing a lot at a lot of these movies. Um, but it was very naturally timed comic relief, and I think it worked well. Um, the kid that played Eddie was—he uh, was pretty funny the whole time too, actually. And he wasn't—he wasn't supposed to be the funny character, but right. he was a funny character. And I think it—even it, even though he was a little obnoxious, he looked like a little like preppy Saved by the Bell kid 
but uh, <laughs> but he was really funny. Um, not to mention that they stuck this right in the time frame where when it came out, those are the kids that it was impacting. So like I remember that piece of my childhood, man, booking it with friends on bikes uh, in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was. I, I thought they did a great job. I thought the the there was some, some computer animation stuff maybe that was a little over the top, um, but still effective and scary. Yeah, I'm right there with everything you said. It's very hard because sometimes child actors are not that great, especially when you got a group of them. Right. Yeah. And I thought everybody was spot on. I had I did not have. Probably I'm probably a little bit with the CG. I had a little little small little problem with, but as far as that, I had no problems with this movie. I love this movie. It it was creepy. There was some scary moments. It was funny. Definitely the the language in it is probably one of the big parts of that R rating. Yeah, they f bombed more than once, and it, yeah. and it was pretty hilarious every time. Yes, it was. Uh, Finn <laughs> Wolfhard is was definitely the comedy relief. And he, like you said, Philip, he his timing was was right there when when he would like have just just a comment. You got, yeah. you know, as the movie was going, you was kind of you know, okay. What what's Richie gonna say? You know, he he's got to have a comment, and you know he was right there with it. Um, Bill Skarsgård, really, this was where I was kind of worried about the movie going in it, and I think as far as I'm concerned, he nailed Pennywise. He made it his own. It was creepy. And just not only the way he spoke, but but the way he moved was really yeah. disturbing at times. And I this this is up there with one of my favorite movies. It's, it's I don't want to give too much away, but it's yes. it's hard to watch. <laughs> Georgie. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I think. Are you ready to get in the scars? Uh yeah, I think we should. I mean, are are we are we doing spoilers for this one or? That's up to you guys, you know? I mean, uh, if you guys want to cover cover spoilers, we will, you know? Uh, you, like I said, I'm, I'm not too worried about hearing any because I'm real familiar with the source material. Well, yeah, oh. I guess we'll go ahead and do stores. Uh, I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it a nine. I think it was uh, as, as good as the original first half. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the small little gripes about some of the CG, it... It just missed a ten. I'm like I'm at a nine point seven five. Wow! What? I I I am going to watch this a second time. I I took my son last night and um, taking my other kids. My my youngest is obsessed with Pennywise. Wow! And, yeah, and my score yes. is only going to go up from here. Yeah, that, it that is definitely nine. Is probably the lowest. Yeah, it is definitely like. When it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm buying it first day. I I love this movie. It just it, it hit on the, all the right notes with me. Mm-hmm. Austin, so, uh, we're, we're, miss, we're missing out, Austin. We should have we should have gone to see the movie, man. Yeah, but according to the trailer, I'm gonna weigh it as a ten. Okay. Nice. There you go. I, <laughs> I, I don't blame you, man. I'm ready to go watch it again. <laughs> yeah, you guys are you guys are all on board. You, y'all want to get into any, any uh, spoilers? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do a quick spoiler alert. Talk about a few of them. Okay. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. 
You've been fucking warned. Uh, All right. You wanted to talk about, uh, you wanted to talk about, um, Georgie? That last scene with Georgie, and he's got, like, he's got no arm, and he's Mm -hmm. standing there talking to Bill the whole time, and, like, it was, it almost had me tearing up. That's how good these kids were acting, or how well these kids were acting. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, and then he pulls out his, uh, little cattle prod and shoots him in the head. Oh man. <laughs> Brutal. That, yeah, oh, that one that one got me. That's probably the biggest uh like surprise sort of holy shit I didn't see that coming moment. And speaking of Georgie with one arm, uh unlike the first movie where it was implied he got his arm ripped off, you actually see him get his arm ripped off in this one. Yeah. He's crawling out of the storm drain and the water's like washing away all the blood. It looks like a shark attack. Ouch! Yeah, I that was pretty pretty amazing. I okay, so the the CGI stuff that you had a problem with was it all like just Pennywise doing weird things? Uh, no, it was um. I, okay, this is uh, I I really liked all because you know there was different portrayals of it in this movie because you know it's based off each kid's fear. Right. There was a couple moments with the like uh, what was it the the leopard. Oh, he kind of looked a little, leopard, yeah. a little too CG at times. Yeah, and, and also the, the, also the I don't know what they're calling her, the the crooked woman, the, that painting. Yeah, really yeah. cool looking, but at that time when it was actually moving, there was a couple times where it just a little too CG. I don't know. I I thought they could have. I don't. Well, I don't know how you could do practical effects, but. Those but you could have done something, and I think yeah. practical effects would have been creepier, which with a, something like Pennywise, I, I think creepier is what you should be going for instead of let's make this larger-than-life monster, you yeah. know? Like, make it look real and in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really want to spoil it that much for you guys. I just, you know, those those couple main points. Uh, I'm right there with you, Philip. That was a that was a great scene at the end with uh, Georgie and uh, his brother. Mm-hmm. And um, like uh, the girl that played uh, Beverly Marsh, she I, I'm she has to be a star based off her performance, especially. Oh, yeah. There was very uncomfortable moments with her father in this movie. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know about I don't know about you, Philip, but there was a, my crowd was fully into this movie. You know, there was cheers, there was applause. Oh um, yeah. Which I I seen this in IMAX. Laughs. I seen this in IMAX. Mm-hmm. I, I got stuck seeing it in IMAX because uh, every showing last night sold out. Wow. So, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I went to the um, first one, and I bought tickets at like eight o'clock in the morning, and uh, I, I we were at like the third row back, way off in the corner. That was the best seats I could get. Well, uh, so, you were you were a smart man for buying your tickets early. I showed up like probably twenty minutes before the showing I was going to, and every single showing was sold out. And I had to come back like an hour and a half later and watch it. Only only showing that didn't show out was IMAX, but um, right. It it kind of added to it because. Because the uh, the music was, I, I liked the music and it, it just added to the atmosphere of the mu- uh, the movie. So very oh, yeah. creepy, great music especially selection. that opening scene. I, I don't know <laughs> what song the mom is playing on the piano, but it just added to the the creepiness. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, Philip. She was on the piano. I thought that was just the score of the movie, but that was the mom in the house playing the piano. And I was like, that right. is really creepy what you're playing. And then, but, yeah, you never even really see the parents in this one at all. Like, it, there's, there's, there are very limited amounts of adult interaction, period. Right. Except and they're all. For, uh, except for what's his face's bitch ass mom. Oh uh, yeah, and and when you do meet adults in it, they're like really creepy. Like this whole town is like weird. Like they're adults. Yep. And Definitely I just something thought of, wrong with Derry. And I just thought of we didn't even talk about Henry Bowers. Oh yeah, that, that, that kid. He uh, I don't even know if I can find the actor's name, but he he played that role really well. That kid is a psycho. Yeah. yeah. He looked like a psycho. He he played it up like a psycho. He had this. He's got this '80s like metal mullet. <laughs> it's awful. They even yeah, make fun he, of him at one point during the movie. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Nicholas Hamilton played Henry Bowers, and he he um I, they they changed that uh, scene up too from the original movie. Uh, what happens to Henry Bowers? Do you do you think he's uh gonna show up in the second movie? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> if he shows up, he's not gonna be alive. <laughs> yeah, that that was. Uh, I don't. If he does, he's he's not gonna be moving too well if he shows up. No. So. Oh, that that could be a creepy scene. He comes back all <laughs> bent up and twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, I I, I kind of don't really want to spoil this movie anymore. Uh, you guys need to watch it. Yeah. So. Oh, we're we're definitely going to see it, aren't we, Austin? For sure. Yeah, if I can't watch it, I just watch it on some illegal website. Oh, whoa! Hold on, <laughs> I don't know what you say. There you go. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so, fuck the police. They ain't listening. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess that's it for the movies. Then, Austin, we we appreciate you uh, you coming on and. Hey, tell me again now, where where can everybody find you, and what are some of the interviews that you've done recently? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, um, Holy Night Podcast Group, and uh, Holy, Night Pod, um, Holy Night on Facebook, my Facebook page. And they can reach me on my Twitter account, on Holy Night. And I recently had an interview with um, a lot of people. Um, my biggest was Gabriel Stone, who is related to Dee Wallace. Mm-hmm. We talked about we uh, talked about her mom and Death House and a lot of big other movies she's been in. So it was very, very awesome to have a person who's related to D. Wallace, and also we had a writer from iHorror.com on the show. Mm-hmm. He, we talk about horror and stuff, but it was really, really cool interview, so. And you've had uh, some actress interviews, too, lately, haven't you? Over the last couple of months? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, I, I think, did, did you interview Laura Jean Mummert, or did you just talk with her through Facebook? We, um, I think I talked to to Facebook. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. she's pretty hot. <laughs> and, and, a, and a really good horror actress. Um, so I know she's in Safe Place. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. Yeah, I oh, just, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, Ashley Mung was 
Denzel Marshall also. She was really? in the same place. Yeah, wow. so we I interviewed okay. her and her brother is gonna be on the show very soon also. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's uh she's Thanks. a pretty big name, dude. She wasn't she in all through the house? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's super hot. I think hot. I've seen pretty <laughs> decent interviews, yeah. Super hot. <laughs> Very. I couldn't keep... I mean, I was sweating the whole time. <laughs> well, who wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. As always, uh, listeners, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean. Just uh, do a search for The Horror Returns. And uh, look for us on iTunes. If you like us, rate us and review us. If you don't like us, don't. Uh, <laughs> next week, which is not going to be on time because I'll be out of town, so it may, this this next one may not come out till like the um, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm thinking. But we will do it. Uh, it's because it's definitely a movie I'm I'm looking forward to. I think you guys are too. The new uh, Darren Aronofsky film, Mother. Yeah, oh, yeah. In, in, interesting trailer that played before it in my theater. Yeah, it basically told you this is going to be the sickest, most disturbing movie that you'll see. And after after the movie, go purchase your tickets for Mother. And that was the trailer, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah, hmm. it, it it looks good. Uh, I'm sure our uh, our. 15 fans will are get over us being I'll late be watching days. <laughs> yeah for sure are you uh brian you still thinking uh adam wingard's uh the guest for the movie to i mean uh, initially you know I, I told you it gave me that uh rosemary's baby bye but we've already done that one and that i cannot think of anything so yeah the guest cool all right another all right. another movie about uninvited guests how about that <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, until the horror returns again, good.